Hello, all Beer Inside listeners. So here is our audio portion of our YouTube video with our interview from the guys from Stray Dog Brewing Company out of Orleans, Ontario. Uh, this interview was released February 28th, 2020, right before the world shut down for everything. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside. I'm your not-so-humble host, Carp. Uh, today we are in the Orleans region of Ontario with Mark and Justin from Stray Dog Brewery. Thanks for having us today, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for uh, coming. So, gentlemen, what uh, what brought you together, and what's the beer story? Yeah, no, that's always uh, it's always a favorite question of ours. So, uh, turns out actually we were like many good craft beer stories uh, started off where we were both uh, independently homebrewing and uh, just fell in love with the hobby, which blossomed into a passion of ours. Now, you know, there's a lot of home brewers where they're just very passionate about what they do and they usually keep it in their basement or in their, their garage. Uh, we decided to take it to the next level. Yeah. Um, most of the reason behind that was um, the beer we were making uh, as home brewers was pretty good. I mean, you know, we were submitting it to uh, different competitions and they were winning awards. So that kind of told us that, um, you know, we were sort of on the right track. Um, and then at the same time, we were, you know, both working at non-for-profit organizations and we enjoyed our jobs and we had a life of, you know, security and, and, you know, pensions and good pay, but, you know, we weren't, weren't in love with it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, uh, we just kind of felt that, you know, there's gotta be more to life. And so if you can find something that you absolutely love to do and turn it into a career, then why not take a chance? And so... That's that's kind of what we did. No, it was funny too because uh, Mark and I didn't even know that we lived a couple blocks apart. <laughs> it was uh, home brewing through like an online brewing community that we ended up actually meeting each other the first time, and then uh, started sharing beers, stuff like that, and here we are today. Yeah, and the passion behind it—that's a great way to because if if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life, right? Exactly. So, yeah, it sounds like you very much love what you do. I'm sure there are some pitfalls to it as well, which we'll discuss later. Uh, but the fact that you guys just found each other is it's a great kind of love story when you think about it, but for beer. It's a brewmance. Yeah, it's a, it's a brew. <laughs> That's an amazing. Okay, I love that. Brewmance. Uh, so you brought us out some beers today. Uh, what's the first one we're trying? So the first one you're going to try is uh, Jagged Little Pilsner. Mm -hmm. uh, it is uh, a gold medal winning beer. Uh, it was at the 2019 Canadian Brewing Awards. Uh, for European uh, Pilsners. And uh, yeah, very, very proud of that one. It's done in the uh, traditional uh, Czech style. Yeah, nice clean on, on the nose. So, you know, our, uh, our tagline, one of our taglines anyways, but uh, the one that most people know us for is straying from the norm. And so essentially that means, you know, we just basically take a beer style and we mess around with it, do whatever we want with it. But, uh, and there's very few beers that we do that are like true mm -hmm. to style. This is definitely one of those beers that, you know, you don't, you don't kind of mess around with it right away yeah. off the hop. I think it's funny. A lot of, uh, a lot of brewers love the beer they make, IPAs, stouts, imperial stouts, and so on. But eventually you got to sort of reset your palate and uh, there is no better style than a good, clean lager. And so uh, yeah. we were pretty stoked uh, to be able to pull yeah. out this Pilsner. Yeah, like, I mean, we love drinking stuff like IPAs and stouts, as Mark was saying, but every now and then you like to challenge yourself, too, and trying to do something where there's nothing that can hide, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. uh, clean fermentation, uh, you know, the best, like, best ingredients you can use. Yeah. Uh, this is a fantastic beer. Very, very clean with a little faint, faint hit of, hint of bitterness. 
but fantastic beer. I'm very, I think this is the first time I've had it too, so I'm very impressed. See? Yeah, yeah thank you. Uh, so what are some roadblocks and difficulties you guys ran into creating the Stray Dog brand? That's a, it's an interesting question because um, we, we went at it from a different approach. So, um, yeah, you know, we were home brewers. We've never owned a business before, so that's, that's problem number one. But at the same time, uh, you know, being in Ottawa and seeing how the craft industry sort of started to explode, yeah. there was a lot of uh, resources. And um, one of the things that I used to do part-time was I was a, one of the original tour guides for Brew Donkey. Okay. And by doing that, um, you know, we were able to talk to and meet a lot of the brewers and a lot of the owners. And, you know, we're not shy about, you know, asking people, like, what are some of the same question you just asked us? What are some of the pitfalls and, and mistakes that you made? So that we wouldn't repeat the same things. You know what? To to be honest with you, it was a pretty sort of successful opening for us. It was, uh, I think we're one of the first, you know, microbreweries in this area mm -hmm. that were able to open, you know, basically from getting the key to opening the door, one of the quickest ones, <laughs> uh, which was really cool. And again, very fortunate because we relied on on a lot of people. But of course, now we're entering into our third year. Yeah, there's there's always a small little issues that you face by owning a small business, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's uh, from the HR side of things or operational side, finding um, efficiencies. Uh, what else? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, some of the issues we deal dealt with probably is the same as what any other entrepreneur deals with. And the biggest one, I think, is just getting over yourself, your okay. fear, stuff like that, where it's like, yeah, I love what I do as a hobby, trying to turn this into a profession, you know, that scares the sh or <laughs> that okay. scares the heck out of me <laughs> where, um, where it's, it's expensive. Mm -hmm. We, uh, we had to go to the banks. We took out some big loans. Then we, uh, went to De business development Canada, took out, uh, some even, even bigger loans <laughs> and you, you worry, you yeah, know, for sure. and, uh, you know, but, once you commit, you got to be all in and uh, got to pull that trigger and get it over with. Yeah. So it's basically just kind of getting over that kind of fear and realizing that, you know, if, if you try hard and you're good at what you do, you will succeed. And I think just a lot of people don't have enough confidence in themselves to actually kind of proceed with turning a, their dream into a reality. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think when we were putting together our business plan and discussing, you know, this place, uh, failure was never on the table. You know, it wasn't an option for us. And mm -hmm. so, like Justin said, if you 100% believe in, that you're going to be successful, there's a very good chance you will. So, why did you guys come up with Stray Dog Brewing? Where does that come from? Well, it's supposed to be kind of symbolic. I mean, we all are actually dog owners, but that's not really, <laughs> you know, uh, doesn't really come into play too much. The idea is, is that a stray dog is something that used to have a home. You know, uh, it had the security of, of being a kept dog where it's chained up, you know, but it's always just trying to kind of break free of that leash. And, um, you know, so we consider ourselves kind of like stray dogs where we broke free of the things that were holding us back. Awesome. You know, even if they were self-imposed type things. Cool. That's, that's a great, uh, original name, uh, too. It's very unique. And when I came here last time, there was a couple of, I think, uh, boxers. Oh, yeah. 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 And I'm just like, I'm going to sit here, drink a beer and pet a dog. That's not mine. Yeah. <laughs> so you could do that guaranteed every Friday <laughs> yeah. for sure. But almost any day of the week, the names and labels of the beers, where do you guys come up with those? You know, it's funny. Some of the beers, uh, the names, uh, 
we come up with a name before the beer. Uh, and sometimes it's the beer first. You know, we're going to try this style and then we'll, we'll brainstorm. And it depends, right? I mean, uh, sometimes the name has popped up first. Uh, for an example, one that's not shown here is our uh, blueberry saison called Bleu Nuit, which, uh, you know, there'll be some people, uh, they'll, there's absolutely no recognition of that name. And then there'll be a certain demographic that are chuckling probably as soon as I said it. Yeah, most likely uh, people in their 30s to 40s from Quebec. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. same thing with around here, Ottawa, Gat, no represent, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, some of these beers just kind of sort of name themselves. And then sometimes we just sort of brainstorm. We'll sit back, we'll have a few beers, and we'll uh, start throwing out some ideas and see which ones uh, stick. Awesome. And the labeling, who, uh, who comes up with that? We have a good friend of ours that when we first opened up, he was looking at some of the stuff we did, and he was like, you know what, I think I could kind of tighten some of this stuff up a little bit. I was like, by all means, you know. <laughs> it's like work for beer and come and do a slate <laughs> Yeah, pretty much, you know. Um, so uh, we started telling him some of our thoughts, you know, on uh, for specific beer names. You know, uh, sometimes we would do like mock drawings and we we're like, I know it looks like, you know, a four-year-old drew this. Can you make it look like <laughs> Michelangelo did it? And uh, so, yeah, he does the majority of it. But we also have uh, one of our employees, her name's Mary. Uh, she has a, a background in graphic design and she's done some of our, uh, beers as well. And, uh, she's doing a great job. Awesome. Uh, what's the next beer we're trying here? Yeah. So I think the next one we're going to do is the, uh, this one. So that is a, uh, California common. Mm -hmm. It's the first beer that we came out with. It's, uh, it's definitely, if we're going to talk flagship beers, it's, it's certainly the one that, one of the ones that people know us for. It's the only one available in the LCBO. It is a recipe that is based on uh, on an award-winning homebrew recipe. And the reason why we chose uh, a California Common is because no one else does it on a regular basis. Uh, you know, the thinking behind it was, as a brand new brewery coming out, you really want to sort of identify yourself in the market. Yeah. And, you know, when new breweries come out, they'll you generally come out with like a blonde, maybe an IPA, uh, cream ale and so on. Uh, it's boring, you know what I mean. And uh, we didn't want to be like everyone else. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so the California Common was uh, was the decision that we made. Uh, it was a good one. And uh, again, it's the only one that's brewed on a regular basis in Ontario. I like this. It's it's got that right level of maltiness I really like, but it's clean at the same time. This is uh, another fantastic beer. I I think I've picked up a couple from the LCBO because. I've always wondered why only this one at the LCBO, why not the entire line or is it just more demand here than you find at the LCBO? Or? Yeah, you know, it's honestly, it's a, it's a business decision. Yep. You know, there's, um, every brewery has their own business philosophy. Uh, some will go with a shotgun approach where they'll try to get as many SKUs into the LCBO as possible. Uh, and that's fine. If you can, if you have the capacity and a whole lot of money, and a th thick skin, then yeah, go for it. Um, but I think the trend is really, and this is one of the things that we focused from the beginning was uh, drive traffic to the brewery. You know, it's great that you can go into the LCBO and see two, 300 different types of beer. But frankly, I mean, you know, look at all those cans and then ask yourself how many of those breweries have you visited or even want to visit? <laughs> you know, th there's something to be said about knowing where the beer is made meeting the owners, you know, uh, seeing where the beer is made, and then going to that brewery and not only having that one beer, but all the different offerings that they have, you know, that uh, that really 
goes a long way. And so mm-hmm. we wanted to uh, we wanted to definitely have put a face to the name Stray Dog. And going to the LCBO and just seeing a can doesn't necessarily translate into that. Yeah. So the region you picked is kind of semi residential, semi industrial. What made you guys decide here? So we're in uh, the Taylor Creek Business Park, which is uh, off of uh, the one seventy four, which is a um, you know, main city highway and uh, Trim Road, which is the last exit for Orleans. Finding light industrial areas in Orleans is difficult at best. <laughs> um, and for zoning purposes, it has to be light industrial. Okay. At least it was when we were looking for space. Yeah. Uh, and this, we looked at several locations. Uh, this came up. It's, like I said, the location itself to get here mm-hmm. is great. It's becoming more residential. It's uh, it's not your typical uh, industrial mm-hmm. park. Uh, there's a lot of different businesses. We were surrounded by a couple of daycares as well <laughs> and a bowling alley. So yeah, it's a really nice mix. And we're right off the f- where the future of the LRT uh, phase two is going to be. Oh, okay, so okay. easier access down uh, in the future, but uh, mostly it was opportunity. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah. And I mean, uh, we, we live in Orleans. We wanted to have the brewery in our own neighborhood. And uh, at the time, it was funny because I think that Orleans may have been one of the only areas of uh, Ottawa that didn't have its own brewery, too. So we were the first brewery here in Orleans. Uh, now there's three. Um, all great breweries as well, so it's becoming more of a destination. But uh, it's nice. Like, we both live five, ten minutes away from here. So uh, super cool. That's awesome. Your first home brews that you made. Which which ones were they? Should yeah. you recall? So like, <laughs> like the yeah, the very first, first first beer you ever brewed, good, the, bad, mediocre, yeah. whatever it was. The very first batch that I ever made was uh, an extract batch that was a Hefeweizen. Okay. Which is funny because I never drink Hefeweizen anymore, but you know I just kind of liked wheat beers back then. It turned out okay. It was a little bit dark for uh, <laughs> for for a, a half, a little higher in alcohol, and uh, but it still had some of that nice banana character. Mine was an extract as well. Okay. St- right on the stove top, it was a brown ale, and it wasn't bad. I mean, you know, looking back now, I, it probably wasn't the greatest, but at the same time, I was near. I had it ready for Christmas time and we had a bunch of people over and uh, what was really sort of eye-opening was they drank it and they actually enjoyed it and they said, wow, you made this? And, uh, you know, that's all you need is a little fuel to stoke the fire, yeah, that's, right? That's uh, so, a nice little kick in the butt to like, maybe I can be a little more serious about this to, yeah, to get exactly. that kind of compliment, which is great. Uh, what's the next beer I'm trying here? Yeah, so I think we're going to go with the uh, Shaggin' Wagon. Mm-hmm. So uh, Shaggin' Wagon is a New England style uh, IPA. It's uh, our flagship NEPA. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's again, just like this one, it's one that uh, a lot of people know us for. Um, again, we're, we're huge fans of IPAs. Uh, our, our IPA influence comes from uh, the New England states, mostly in Vermont. And uh, we do like the haze. Uh, but not the bitterness. And yeah. we're also big fans of the movie Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the nose on this is fantastic. It's nice and juicy too. It's faint, faint bitterness. Like you barely get it. This is this is actually one of the better New England IPAs I've had in the Ottawa region. Nice. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those... Uh, it's our hazy mainstay, and it's a it's a crushable six point yeah. four, which is uh, which is pretty scary. Yeah, it's funny because when people come in, they say, "I don't like IPAs," and then we put this in front of them. Uh, you can sort of see the light bulb mm-hmm. go off and say, "Wow, I didn't realize that IPAs could be like this." 
Uh, and it really, uh, it can kind of turn people, you know, in a good way. Yeah, I, I destroyed that thing. And at 6.4, that, that could be problematic if you've had a few in a row and you're just like, hey, I was meant to have six beers tonight, but three is good enough. Time for bed. Yeah. So no, uh, that's a really good beer. I think that's one of your beers I rated highest because I'm an untapped fanatic for some reason. And uh, this is probably your highest rated one out of my untapped selection. I never tried the Jagged Little Pills before. This is new to me. So I'll have to rate that later on. Cool. But nice. um, do you find untapped at, at all helps for you guys? Or Yeah. Um, it's kind of, I think it's a little bit of a necessary evil too, you know. Uh, but it's one of those things that anybody with anybody with a phone or internet connection can, you know, help or, you know, kind of crap on yeah. your brewery at the same time. You know, you have some people that are very generous with their ratings and, and they're sharing their love for certain beer styles or what you do with other mm-hmm. people. So it does help to bring people in, you know, um, but at the same time, it's funny, you know, like we put a lot of, you know, a lot of effort, heart, all that stuff into what we brew. And, you know, you have somebody go on there and be like, this beer sucks, <laughs> you know, and then you, you look at what they, what they do like, and it's something mm-hmm. completely opposite to what the style is. Yeah. That's that's the way I look at it. Is you got to be fair. If if I'm not into Hefeweizens this month, let's say, and I had to drink a Hefeweizen, I'm like, ah, I don't like it right now. I sh- I should be a little more lenient for the style because just because I don't like it right now doesn't mean I should crap on it necessarily. I I try to be fair to every beer. Uh, my beer style changes from week to week. Some weeks I'm like, oh, I just want sours. I want sours. I want sours. Uh, Super Bowl with the guys this past couple of weeks. Oh, I want lagers. I want nice and clean, crushable. This is what I want. So. Yeah. To me, you shouldn't crap on a style if you don't like it. Just say, like, uh, no rating, not my style, to yeah, be fair. Yeah. I, but I'm I'm a little more trepidatious of what I say, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've made it a rule for myself. I have a love-hate relationship for Untapped. <laughs> I need to I use it to track. And I'm not even, mm-hmm. I'm not even that religious about it anymore. Uh, if I did, I'd probably be in the 500 <laughs> club or something, and then I'd realize I was a severe alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, I shouldn't say anything then. Yeah, but I've made it a rule now where I don't, I don't rate any beers at all, and I, okay. but I do put the effort into writing my own thoughts. But yeah. now they've con- condensed it, I think, where you can only put, I don't know, like a maybe 140 characters, you know? So it uh, really limits yeah, how much yeah. information you can put in. Mm-hmm. And again, because taste is very subjective. Yes. And so, you know, we've seen ratings for us, like, you know, having like the shagging wagon and giving it a two and then saying, I don't like IPAs. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it's like, why yeah. Why would you rate yeah. it anyways? Yeah. Or even why try it in the first place? If you see it's a New England IPA and you're not into IPAs, don't try it. Yeah. I mean, if you're a vegetarian, don't crap on a steak. Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? So. I don't know. And sometimes, too, it reminds me a little bit of something like Pogs or whatever, where it's like, I must collect all of them. So, you know, yeah, where, so mine is, it's it's my uh, beer Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Pogs is a real, that's a <laughs> yeah, real reference. That's, that's pulling yeah. something from the 90s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, uh, so you mentioned you're at 500. I'm at over 3,500 check-ins. I go all to beer right. festivals. Oh, here's a new beer. Oh, I've never tried this beer. Oh, I like this beer. I will oh. add that we are a verified venue ah, on Untapped. Perfect. So, uh, it's good for push notifications mm-hmm. uh, when we release something, and we're getting a lot better yeah. at updating uh, uh, Untapped. So, yeah. for those of you yeah, I, I mean, for it. those who are on Untapped, you can have your beer menu. So it's like, oh, these are available this week, yeah. and then these are brewing right now. Collabs? Have you guys done any? Yeah, we've done two so far. One of them was with uh, Flora Hall. Mm-hmm. Have you guys had any beers from them yet? I cannot say we have. Yeah. So they've got an awesome location, great brewery, great people too. Uh, we've become really good friends with them. So we did a zero IBU beer with them. 
Okay. Yeah. So uh, we went down there one day. We brewed the beer there. Then the next day they came here and we brewed the exact same batch and we put them out on the same day so people could go to each each place, you know, compare them, okay. that kind of thing, uh, which that beer turned out awesome. Yeah, loved it. And uh, the other one was uh, with a coffee company, a local okay. one, mm-hmm. called Happy Goat. So we did a, uh, around Christmas time, we try to come out with kind of like a Christmassy kind of seasonal dessert style yeah. beer. So we did uh, a milk stout that we added organic cacao nibs to, along with uh, some cold steeped coffee. Okay, okay. Yeah, and that was called Mugshot. Any collabs you'd consider coming up, uh, local, outside the province? It's hard to say. I mean, everybody kind of you know wants to do collaborations, but it's like a, it's like any sort of marriage or relationship you're going to get into, right? There's got to be, it's got to complement each other. Uh, and to get along, I guess you got to share the same values and mm-hmm. and uh, and visions. So um, yeah, you know, it, it all depends. I mean, right now we're we're just concentrating on being kind of the best stray dog brewery we can be. So yeah. uh, you know, considering collaborations is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for now, I, I think we're just gonna really concentrate and see just see what happens along the way. Because you'd mentioned uh, pre-recording that you're heading down to Vermont. If you could. Hit one of your favorite breweries in Vermont and be like, "Hey, let's make a beer together." Oh, dude, I don't, I don't think we turn that down at <laughs> yeah. all. But uh, yeah, who knows what the future is going to hold? Awesome beer vacations. I, I know you guys are busy, but mm-hmm. should should you have the time? What's a beer vacation you've never been to that you want to go to? Uh, for me, it's the Czech Republic. We hear that a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yourself? Yeah, uh, maybe somewhere in Belgium. Check out what the monks have done. I mean, you know. yeah, I, that's what I want to do too. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. I mean, I've got, I've got to check quite a few of them off the box mm-hmm. so far. My wife and I honeymooned at Oktoberfest in Munich as well. Okay, um, I want to go. How was it? It was awesome, but at the same time, it was like, I mean, we were only there for three days, and then we moved along, mm-hmm. and that was like two days too long. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, no, after like three days, yeah. I mean, you're having a liter of beer for breakfast. You know, before you even had a chance to get any schnitzel in your stomach <laughs> <laughs> or anything like that. So, All right. I'm going to keep that in mind should I go this yeah, year. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, Oktoberfest is one of mine. Belgium as well. Uh, I keep hearing uh, South America, uh, South Africa apparently has an amazing beer scene right now. There's okay. an actual documentary on Amazon Prime called Brewing the Republic that um, it's Johannesburg and Cape Town. Yeah. The beer scene's just exploded there. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I saw that on a recent thread as well where uh, there's another local brewer who's actually sourced our equipment through him as well. And uh, and he did mention him. Uh, he's exploring uh, exporting to Africa. And mm-hmm. we're, I'm reading it going like, really? That's so wild. But uh, yeah, I guess it's just one of those new sort of destinations. That I heard China too. is I mean, mm-hmm. the, the craft beer scene there is ridiculous because... Well, there's opportunity, right? <laughs> yeah. And people there's a billion people, which also helps. Exactly. Yeah, so. yeah that definitely helps. Um, on the wall, I asked you before, you said it's your Chug Club? Nope. Uh, good name, though. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's called our... Uh, patent pending, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's called our Pounders, Pounders Club. Pounders. Okay. Yeah. And so the idea behind that was, again, uh, when you're starting a brand new um, business, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that you know is always a struggle is that working capital. And, um, and the other thing too, is we're very community focused. 
And we wanted to give uh, the people of Orleans and friends and family as well from afar uh, an opportunity to be a part of the business without actually investing a whole lot of money. And so, um, so we offered up the Pounders Club. It was 150 memberships, mm-hmm. uh, and everybody paid a certain amount. Uh, you're a, a member for life, and so with that, you got benefits throughout your tenure. You know, as long as you're on this uh, <laughs> on this earth, you know, you're a, a proud Pounders member, and uh, it's great because uh, they're also some of our biggest supporters, which is really cool. And so, what we've done is uh, highlight who they are on our wall in the brewery. So when people come in, people like yourself say, what is that? Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, it's almost, when you think of it, it's like Kickstarter. So, it is ex- yeah. almost exactly like that. Um, Caveman Kickstarter. <laughs> there you <Yeah>. go. <laughs> and yeah, and, and everybody, every, not every brewery, but a lot of breweries have their own versions, right? Mug mm-hmm. clubs, yes. founders clubs, and you know, whatever. So um, yeah, we're not any different in that respect. Okay. Uh, what's the last beer I'm trying today? That would be uh, Jean d'Arc. Okay. So that is our oatmeal stout. It's our winter seasonal. Uh, the name Jean d'Arc is uh, is a fun one. That that's uh, it's one of the ones I think we're pretty proud of too because it's it's multifaceted, right? So Jean d'Arc is uh, one of the main boulevards that run through Orleans, uh, and it's French, but in English it's Joan of Arc. And yep. if you do a little deep dive on Joan of Arc, uh, she was actually known as the Maiden of Orleans. Okay. And that's where we live. So, yeah. Awesome. On the back, I see you have little stories too. So that, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, our backgrounds are, uh, is public relations, mm-hmm. communications. And so for a big part of our adult lives, we were writers. Okay. And sometimes creatively. And uh, when you have your own business, you know, there's yeah. nobody really kind of redlining your your remarks. Yeah. And so you can actually have a lot of fun with this. And, and that's, you know, that's the part of craft beer too, that we enjoy is, is the fun in it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we take a lot of, a lot of pride in, um, in writing the description of the beer or where it comes from and just have a little bit of fun with it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. This is a great beer. I get a little bit of coffee. Is that? Yeah. There's no, there's no, no coffee? coffee in there, but just a lot of dark grains that kind of mm. give that impression of either dark okay, so chocolate yeah, or that, roasty coffee. Yeah. Yeah, for for at first it, it tastes like coffee, but mentioning it more more of the dark dark malts in the end, really. Yeah, I usually ask this: um, if you could go outside of if the provincial beer lines were dropped, would you guys be hey, let's bring our beers up to Gatineau, let's bring our beers out to Manitoba? Yeah, it's a no brainer. I mean, the, you know the big the big frustration I think for us is the one thing that separates us from Gatineau is a river. Mm-hmm. And that's about it, really. Uh, it's easier for it would be easier for us to deliver to places in Gatineau than it is four hours down the 401 to Toronto. Yeah. And yet we've got a few accounts in in Toronto. It would just it would just be a no brainer for sure. So it is frustrating. Mm-hmm. And maybe down the road things will change. I know from a federal level they've dropped any of those uh, yeah. sort of barriers that were there, but it's each individual province mm. uh, because each one of them is governed by their own liquor control board that puts these invisible barriers up. Yeah, I just, sucks. It, it does suck because uh, I was in Jersey with my dad for football uh, and then I came back and there's this place in Saratoga Springs and it's a literal warehouse of beer across America. And I'm sure I could have spent like $2,000 there on one shot, but you can only bring so many back. So it's, uh, I'd love to see that type of situation in every province, every major city like Ottawa, Montreal, Toronto, Quebec City even. 
or you just have that warehouse of beers. Yeah. Even kegs have kegs available. So, yeah. oh, time for a party. Grab keg. Start a movement. Yeah. You know, hashtag yeah. free the beer. Yeah, we got to. That's it. Hashtag free the beer. Trademark. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's next for Straight Out? Well, I mean, the biggest thing for us actually is just paying down our loans. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're heading. <laughs> we're heading in that. I mean, we're paying those off. Uh, we are going to get to a point probably where there's not much more we can do here. I mean, we've got a little bit of space left in the back where we could bring in an extra tank or two. Uh, we want to make sure that we, you know, we always want to be in Orleans mm-hmm. Brewery. So if we can either find a second location down the road or expand where we are here, I think we'd love to do that. I mean, right now we're just trying to focus mostly on the beer and, and our employees, mm-hmm. you know, trying to make sure that they get enough time to, you know, grow here as well, too. Yeah, I mean, we're like I said, we're entering in our third year, which for small business is kind of that tipping point. And, you know, I think that's good for us. I think in dog years, that's 21 <laughs> years. So <laughs> if sometimes it feels like we've been here forever and then some, di- some days it feels like we just opened the doors, right? I mentioned we had some accounts in, in Toronto, mm-hmm. but um, at the same time, I mean, we still have people in Orleans that are discovering us. And that goes for greater Ottawa. So there's a lot of opportunity there and, and it's incumbent on us to get the word out and to give people a, a great uh, uh, opportunity and, um, you know, just give them a, a reason to come here and visit us and to try our beer. Yeah, For sure. Awesome. I have no other questions for you guys this time. So let everybody know how they can find you. Our website, straydogbrewing.ca. Uh, highly encourage you to follow us on Facebook. Um, that's where we, that and Instagram, and um, and Twitter, it's yeah. a necessary evil there too. Everything. Oh, and Untapped. <laughs> so everything straight dog at straight dog brewing. Yep, pretty much. Perfect. Yeah, you just Google yeah. straight dog brewing. You'll all those things will come up. So awesome. Uh, so we're gonna add all that in the show notes. As for us, you can always find us at All Beer Inside everywhere on social media, allbeerinside.com. And as I say at the end, drink craft, not crap. Thank you, guys. Right Very much appreciated. Yeah. Pleasure. Thanks, guys.